Hello, good afternoon, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. As always, a few things that have caught my eye that have come across Telegram or some of my other social media platforms that I wanted to bring to your attention and share. Um, you guys, I think that one day is bad and then I wake up and it's like everything has hit the fan. Some of the things that I've read today alone, all I can do is sit back and laugh. Um, between California getting rid of calculus because it is discriminating against minorities to uh, myocarditis not being that important and uh, heart attacks being good for you. An article that was published by Pop Science that I'm going to uh, share later on in this podcast. Um, what times are we living in, in all honesty? Like, I don't even, I don't even have words because it's just so ridiculous that people are actually falling for this crap that we are living in. Like, this is a circus and this is our reality and uh, the stupidity is all around. Um, like I said, in California, it was announced that they are getting going to get rid of calculus in all higher math classes because it is discriminatory towards minorities. No, it's not discriminatory. Students need to work hard. They need to learn basic math. It's not hard. We took calculus in junior year. Why, why get rid of it? I don't understand the point in coddling to lazy children who don't want to put forth effort to succeed in life. Sorry, not sorry. Um, 23 states officially staying in the realm of school and education. 23 states officially have pulled from the school board associations because of everything that's going on, of parents um, stepping up and being called domestic terrorists to pretty much all the other curriculum that is going on and with Biden calling parents to do this and the FBI coming after parents who are domestic terrorists for standing up for what their children are learning in the classroom. Good for these states, seven of the states specifically have pulled because of the National School Board Association letter to Biden. Um, like if we continue to coddle to these children and to, uh, I don't even know what the generation below me is called, the woke millennials and uh, oh my gosh, everything else, we are going to be such an eggshell laughing stock society. Um, in case you didn't hear, YouTube is now going to hide the dislike button on all of the YouTube videos. Because why? Which videos are out there that are getting that many dislikes and thumbs down that an entire platform would have to hide this? If it's the Biden administration videos, I thought he was the most popular president of all time. What, why? That doesn't make sense. 
speaking of Biden, I wanted to share this with you. Um, I don't know if you saw this. I think this was last week. I'm going to share the screen. Um, let me see, hopefully this works. There was a video of Biden last week speaking about infrastructure week. And uh, it's just a really short clip um, from Twitter, but check out like the presidential seal. Like why is, why is this blurred? Hold on, it's loading. Okay, so from his Twitter, you see that? Infrastructure week. <laughs> I'm so happy to say that, infrastructure week. <laughs> Infrastructure week. <laughs> I'm so happy to say that infrastructure week. <laughs> so just interesting. Um, why it was blurred on the podium, but not on the flags behind him. I believe it's the same emblem, the same seal that was on both. Why would the seal be blurred, just stuff to think about. Um, let's see. Oh, I don't have the website pulled up. Um, you guys can look at this. Very interesting that they would do this. Iowa and Illinois are pairing together to build a pipeline that will carry liquid CO2. And they are going to get this from extracting it from the atmosphere and somehow tunneling it to who knows, who knows where. Um, you can get out of the environment. Plants thrive off of CO2. If we don't have CO2, we don't have plants, we don't have livestock, we are pretty much non-existent. Um, so that's another thing you might wanna look into, just some headlines that pulled my attention that I thought you would also like. Um, let's see, Stu Peters, sorry, jumping all around, just going down, because I, I really wanna talk about my main thing. Stu Peters had a whistleblower on his show um, who said that so far, 56 employees have been fired for not getting the vaccine. And uh, that's resulting in FEMA taking over the hospital to help with staffing shortages, to help with the COVID floors, to help administer uh, vaccines or whatever is needed. So FEMA is now officially in our hospitals and it's only gonna be a matter of time until they are spread across the country and taking over hospitals one at a time, I believe. Um, so yeah, scary times. Okay, there's two more things that I wanna go over. One um, is gonna be kind of long with the next one. It's an article or a series of tweets. I found the article from a family living in Lithuania who is explaining what it is like to live there not being vaccinated. Um, I heard this this morning on another podcast and I sat there in disbelief that this is really what it's coming down to, that they are not able to buy food. They're not able to go to the doctor or to their supermarket or to their pharmacy. And it's insane because you wouldn't think that 
all of this would happen because somebody's unvaccinated, but it's happening. Um, and I want to share the screen again so you guys can read along while I also read. Let me. Okay. Um, actually, okay, here you go. It says, We live in a small European country of Lithuania. In the last few months, strict COVID pass restrictions have been introduced, representing a fundamental transformation in society. My country of Lithuania has imposed very severe measure, measures against people who do not have the COVID pass. How severe? You're banned from supermarkets, you're banned from non-essential stores, banned from restaurants, and a lot more. Um, he goes on to say what he's going to talk about in here, but as I explained, Lithuania is not the only country. COVID pass restrictions are being imposed throughout Europe. By my count, at least 14 Europe, European countries have now imposed different types of domestic limits based on COVID pass. Currently, 69% of the population in Lithuania over the age of 12 are vaccinated. Neither my wife nor I have COVID vaccines due to the adverse side effects. So in Lithuania, it was introduced in May of 2021 um, an opportunity pass. It is for all citizens and foreign residents aged 16 and over. The foreign pass allows you the opportunity to participate in society. Without it, you don't have the opportunity and your rights are restricted. You can get it in three different ways. If you've been vaccinated, proof of having a COVID in the last seven months, you must have tested positive for using the PCR or the antigen test uh, result confirmed by your family doctor. Or in the middle of all of this, the country added a fourth way to get the opportunity past a sufficient level of antibodies. So the opportunity pass is linked to your medical records in the national health system, all which is organized under your national ID number. So this is kind of what Utah I think it's Utah, is imposing right now with their um, IDs and the vaccine being hooked to your driver's license and your social ID and all of the stuff. Restrictions for people without the opportunity pass. A law was passed on August 16th authorize, authorizing increased restrictions against people who do not have a valid opportunity pass. The restrictions were phased in over several weeks after the passage of the law. All measures have been in full effect since September 13th. So this is November, so the past 12 weeks. Yeah. Okay. Um, these are the restrictions that are happening in Lithuania right now. They aren't that far away, unfortunately, from right here in the United States. A lot of these are already being implemented in blue states like California and in New York. Um, and in New York City especially is really bad with this. So some of the restrictions include, you are unable to visit restaurants or cafes. You cannot enter any non-essential stores. You cannot enter shopping centers or large stores. 
You cannot receive beauty services such as hair, nails, salon, etc. You cannot use repair services which last longer than 15 minutes. You cannot enter public indoor spaces. You cannot enter a fitness center, gym, or sauna. You cannot attend outdoor events which have more than 15 people. You cannot sit and read in libraries. You may only use the library to pick up and return books. You cannot travel by train. The government temporarily reconciled this restriction for now because it's unworkable to and causes chaos. You cannot enter banks or insurance agencies unless the purpose is to receive pensions or social benefits when the services last no longer than 15 minutes. Students cannot enter university without the pass. COVID tests have to be given time, on. COVID tests to give them time to vaccinate starting in October. Students must have the opportunity pass. You cannot visit patients in medical facilities or senior homes or residential homes. The only exception is terminally ill patients and children under 14 years of age if the doctor gives advanced permission. Regarding medical care, you may receive emergency care without an opportunity pass. For scheduled inpatient medical care, you must have a COVID pass or COVID certificates. For outpatient services, the medical care must be conducted in a safe environment and will, will require testing depending on the epidemi, epidemiological situation. Um, for shopping, you are only allowed to shop in small stores with street entrances whose main activity is to sell food, veterinary goods, pharmaceutical glasses and contact lenses or farming supplies. You may not enter a store that mainly sells any other product. You may not enter any shopping mall. You may not enter large stores, including supermarkets. For eating and drinking, you cannot visit any restaurant, cafe or bar. This includes indoor and outdoor areas. For transportation, local city buses do not require the opportunity pass, but political leaders have indicated all forms of public transport might need the pass to figure out how to make it more workable on busy buses and trains. For medical care, inpatient services requiring the COVID pass for outpatient medical care, Medical facilities may allow a patient to enter who does not have an opportunity pass. But in practice, many clinics require the opportunity pass except for emergencies. In this person's area, outpatient medical facilities require COVID pass or certifications. They say, several days ago, my family was turned away from a medical facility because we did not have a COVID pass. The medical facility offered us the option to come back if we returned with a negative PCR test. In a separate incident, a few days later, we went to the dental office. We've attended for years for an appointment for one of my children, but we were asked to leave when the staff discovered that I didn't have an opportunity pass. Employers may mandate that employees have the opportunity pass. Each company and industry is setting its standards regarding if and how to implement the mandate. In the case of my wife and myself, we work in different industries and have other occupations, but our employees have separately created the same policy. So basically, you guys, you can't even work if you don't have the opportunity pass, which we, uh, I talked about just a minute ago, New York and California have the passports. It's 
going to be like the same thing. The COVID pass in its form of HQ, HR code, or sorry, QR code. I can't even read. You show the QR code to a verifier, a guard or staff at the restaurant, stores, and buildings to use opportunity pass. The verifier scans your QR code. The scanner confirms that the pass is authentic, verifies your safe health status, and displays your name and date of birth. You then show the ID to the verifier to confirm that the information on the pass matches your ID and that pass therefore belongs to you. They're doing all of this for a virus with a 99% recovery rate, but they're not gonna require voter ID for our elections. That's some bull crap. That's stupid. This is insane. Um, the rules must be enforced by all affected public and private entities, restaurants, stores, buildings, medical facilities, government inspectors, We'll check to ensure compliance. Sorry, I'm gonna scroll down. Large shopping centers have a machine scanner. When people reach the machine, they scan their opportunity pass if the device flashes green and beeps the signal uh, that the pass is valid and the guards allow that person to enter. Because they are imposing literally on human rights with all of this stuff. This is beyond insane, beyond infringement on any human rights. Um, let's see. Restaurants and bars also strictly enforce the opportunity pass. A small cafe doesn't have the workforce of a vast business to put guards on the doors to stop you from entering but staff are strict and asking you for documents before you order. Um, the law of August 16th bans people without a COVID pass from all restaurants and cafes, both indoors and outdoors. <sighs> Only PCR tests are allowed and acceptable to get a pass. Okay. You guys, PCR tests do not even work. PCR tests will tell if your body is carrying a bacterial virus, okay? Not just COVID. PCR tests do not diagnose. They can detect. That is it. I actually have, maybe it's over here. Um, here are some of the diseases that a PCR test will show a positive result for if you have this, okay? So this includes H1N1, seasonal H1N1, the influenza virus, influenza virus, H3N2, um, the bird flu, bird flu virus, H7N9, Respiratory virus A, respiratory virus B, rhinovirus, parainfluenza, adenovirus one through seven, um, measles, rotavirus, norovirus, mumps, bordetella, uh, staph, strep, 
Okay, so there's like, there's 57 different bacterial viruses that are listed. And this is on the insert of the PCR test that I got from Kinder Care whenever they tried to force these stupid weekly tests. Okay, anyway, um, the burden of the PCR test is it's time and money. Labs offer PCR tests for 60 to 75 euros and give results in 12 to 24 hours. The government only recognizes the test is valid for 48 hours from when the swab was taken, not when you receive the results from the lab. With the wait to get the results, this means that you would need to test almost daily to maintain a valid COVID pass to, con to continue without your restrictions. Okay, so if you just, this is from Real Times Online, you can take a look at this. This is ridiculous. So stupid. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, the next thing that I want to go over is, let me see if I can pull it up on my phone first. I saw this stupid, um, hold on. Mem, meme, whatever, from... Okay, on Facebook, and it was from Pop Science, so the popular science thing. Um, basically saying that myocarditis isn't anything that you should be worried about. It's not even a real disease, and uh, that heart attacks are actually good for you, that they help science learn. Hold on, I'm going to try and pull this up. I guess I could do it. No, I'll just do it here. And then I want to read an article and share some um, the various the uh, adverse effects reporting system. So this is okay. it says, don't be fooled by anti-vax disinformationists. Heart attacks are perfectly normal and nothing to be afraid of. Many types of heart attacks are actually good for you. According to science, myocarditis isn't even a real disease. Hold on, let me see if I can bring this up. Actually, just on Facebook so you guys can have a better view of it. Like they're now conditioning us to think and believe that heart attacks are perfectly normal and they're doing myocarditis because that is one of the most adverse effects for children, especially adolescents, 12 to 15, mainly in males. So with the um, allowance of the stupid, hold on, here. The vaccine for children with myocarditis being one of the most strong um, adverse effects they're now trying to condition and groom us into thinking that this is nothing that we should be worried about, okay? And I do have this website pulled up that I want to read from. Like, people are out of their mind to believe this. So this is from the Pop Science. Sorry, I gotta put my glasses back on. I can't see to read it. Okay. Um, how dangerous is myocarditis? The truth about the scary sounding condition. Despite attention on myocarditis inflammation from mRNA vaccines is rare and goes away in a matter of days. That's a lie, it does not. 
Um, myocarditis has lifelong lasting effects and you'll need a cardiologist, most likely for the rest of your life if you're diagnosed. Also, it has been documented and noted that if you are diagnosed with myocarditis, you have a very good chance of passing away within five years due to heart complications. This is a flat out lie kind of propaganda that they are pushing to downplay all of the adverse effects that children and people are experiencing from this unsafe vaccine. So over the past two weeks, the FDA and CDC um, wait approval from Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine for kids aged 5 to 11. The FDA issued an emergency use authorization for the pediatric vaccine, which was quickly followed by an endorsement by the CDC. Currently, the FDA has paused its approval for Moderna's vaccine for adolescents while it reviews data from Europe on the risk of inflammation in or around the heart following mRNA vaccines, aka myocarditis. That inflammation is called myocarditis and pericarditis, depending on where it takes place. It's rare, it, is, it was rare in vaccines prior to this. And I'll show you in just a minute from the VAERS website. Um, but according to EU, the European Union, Moderna's shot is more likely to cause inflammation in adolescents. Several Scandinavian countries no longer give Moderna to people under 30. I was talking about that yesterday. Here's a quote from the Dextriol University College of Medicine. Let's not call this myocarditis from Sarah Long, a pediatric infectious disease expert. She says, myocarditis isn't a disease in its own right. Like the flu, it's more like pneumonia, which can be caused by viruses or bacteria. Uh, she says that vaccine-related events are completely different and much less dire than typical myocarditis. She says that the typical disease can be so severe that she'd rather treat many people with vaccine-associated paro... <coughs> sorry. Uh, myoperocarditis than a single case of viral myocarditis. She says that it's typical disease and it can... A uh, single case of viral myocarditis. Give me a patient with a vaccine-associated... Uh, myopericarditis every day, she says, okay? So this is what she's saying. It only affects one in 100,000 children and is most common between 15 and 18. It goes on, you guys can read this. This is from popscience.com. If you just um, search popscience.com or popscience and then myocarditis, it'll bring it right up. Here are the VAERS numbers though, let me see. Okay, so this was updated. Well, this one's from July, so it's probably even worse than this. Okay. Um, see, this is what happens whenever I change my spot. Okay, well, here we go. 1,796 cases of myocarditis and uh, pericarditis with set. 1,177 cases attributed to Pfizer, 563 cases to Moderna, and 52 to Johnson & Johnson. Just some information here. Um, this is from Stephen Kirsch, 
new VAERS analysis reveal hundreds of serious adverse events that the CDC and FDA never told us about. He goes on to review some of his data. He is, uh, uh, what does he do? He's executive director of the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation. You can find more of his information at vaccsafety.org, V-A-C-S-A-F-E-T-Y.org. As of November 1st, 2021, there have been more adverse events reported for the COVID vaccine than for all 70 vaccines combined since they started tracking adverse events 30 years ago. Read that again. A stunning statistic nobody can deny, but nobody in the mainstream media or medical community seems to care. Um, the Pfizer six-month trial showed the drug can save one life for every 22,000 people that it vaccinated. It also appeared that from trial that the drug killed more people than it saved. There were 20 deaths in the treatment group versus 14 in the placebo after unblinding. Um, okay, no, go back. Let me go up here. Still no. Okay. Here's the latest, this is through October 22nd. So this is all myo and pericarditis uh, reported two various COVID, prepared two various from the COVID vaccine versus the, the flu vaccine. So the red is COVID, the blue is the flu. Here's another one um, from all other vaccines to this year. Reports reported to the adverse effects reporting system all other years. This year, what are we up to? About 11,000. They think that we're stupid. They think that we can't find this information by ourselves. And that is what's sad. And that's what makes me so mad about this and why I'm so frustrated that parents are lining their children up to get this vaccine. I showed you guys yesterday the series of tweets from the mom who was so pro-vaccine for her kids. And then I think it was her 14-year-old was hospitalized for four days with this and he has a cardiologist for the rest of his life and bills coming in that they cannot pay for. And this was all by choice and it's all by design. This is all part of an agenda that is larger than we can even comprehend. There are more people in bed together for this to push the agenda than we even realize. And that's the sad part. Sorry, I got carried away and went off topic, but that is all I wanted to share with you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Go read that article about Lithuania and go look up the stats on myocarditis yourself on the various uh, webpage. It's good information that you should share. And so the misinformation that's being pushed by mainstream media and big pharma. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. God bless you, God bless this country, and together we're Patriots Strong. Bye guys.